Hi, and welcome back to United We Stand, a podcast where we advocate for American unity, and we do that through looking backwards into our history to see what the people that came before had to say about that. As always, I am here to advocate for unity. I thought it would be fun to invite into the conversation a person who agrees with me. And of course, I'll be the only one talking today, but I am going to talk to you about George Washington's farewell address. In 1796, George Washington's second four-year term as president was coming to a close, and there was no precedent as to what would happen next. So there was definitely people within the country who said he should run for president again. But Washington was incredibly afraid that if he died in office, the path that other people would follow is that a president would get elected for their entire lifetime. And he didn't want to do that. So he very publicly declared that he would not seek re-election, which would have been a third term. And he did this by publishing what is later become known as his farewell address. It was written by James Madison and Alexander Hamilton doing the extensive first draft and then revised and eventually published by George Washington in the newspaper of the Capitol. Once he had published his farewell address, he actually stayed out of politics. He didn't endorse one person over another as as the person who would replace him, but he certainly favored John Adams, who ended up as a one-term president and then succeeded by Thomas Jefferson. But really, that was the end of his public life. And one of the interesting facts of that is in his farewell address, he says that he hopes he will be remembered well and that any mistakes he made will be forgiven because they were not made on purpose, but rather as part of the nature of learning how to do things for the first time. But he served the country for 45 years, which is significant in my mind because the average life expectancy of that time was 57 years old. So if he had the average life expectancy, which he didn't, he would have started service when he was 12 years old. He actually became president for the first time at age 57. So he had a longer life than the average for the day. But nevertheless, it was a huge thing where he gave 80% of his adult life to serving and helping form and helping create this country. And in fact, you can ask your Alexa (laughs) who the father of the country is, and you will get this response. Alexa, who is the father of America? George Washington, also known as the father of America, was the first president of America and established the United States. Which I thought was a fun little thing to insert. But what I wanted to talk about in today's podcast episode is Washington's farewell address and what he said as far as keeping together as a country. He obviously had thought about it for a significant portion of his life. What does it mean? And I think that's sort of a common thing we do as humans is we are giving ourselves to our job, to our families, to our community. And we're doing that with the expectation that it means something at the end, that we have given of ourselves in a way that's going to outlast our time here on Earth. And so in his final letter to people as the president, Washington stressed the importance that all Americans should provide for their collective freedom and prosperity. And he reminded them that independence and liberty that they currently enjoyed was the result of their common dangers, their common sufferings, and their common successes that they had experienced in the Revolutionary War and the early years of being a republic, being a country. He encouraged them to safeguard their hard-won system of government, and he strongly encouraged them to remain united. Washington did this by talking about three specific things, and ultimately, 
three things that could destroy the Union. He named them regionalism, partisanship, and foreign entanglements. A lot of times when we reflect back, as maybe you hear in news bites or in history books about what Washington warned us about, the thing that has always caught my ear is foreign entanglements, and not much has focused on the other two pieces. But in Washington's mind, it was actually a triangle of things that could endanger the country and prevent us from maintaining the nation that we were calling America and still call America. And Washington said that he gave so much of his life, he didn't want this to fail. So he was encouraging them as the leading public figure of the day to not let regional loyalties overwhelm national achievements. And he said, quote, the name of American must always exalt the just pride of patriotism more than any appellation derived from local discriminations. Basically, what he's saying is that at the time, a lot of Americans primarily identified with their state or their region, but Washington reminded them that they shouldn't allow regionalism or state above country thinking to divide them. And he even said that basically opportunistic people, he called them designing men, but opportunistic people would exploit their regionalism to create their own power and make the union unworkable or unnecessary. He was afraid that regionalism would eventually lead to political parties, which, believe it or not, was sort of a taboo thing during his day. And he was afraid that it would become something that really hurt this country. And (laughs) that's not even in our way of thinking right now. Our political identities are wrapped up in our politics, and and particularly in our political parties or the way we view certain things and who do we align with in that thinking. But believe it or not, back in the day, that that was actually a wrong way of thinking in the public consciousness. It was still present, but they actively discouraged it. They called that factionalism. Today, we call it political parties. And Washington's words about that was he really feared partisanship or dividing along party lines because he thought that it would lead to, quote, a spirit of revenge in which parties would try not to govern for the good of the whole people, but they would govern only to obtain or to maintain their grip on power. And because of that, because that was one of his fears, he warned Americans, and we can allow that to echo down to us today to guard against would-be, he calls them despots, who would use parties as potent engines, this is a quote, to subvert the power of the people and to usurp for themselves the reins of government. So basically, he would exploit their fears of one another, an enterprising 'er (laughs) ne'er-do-well. Ne'er-do-well is the word that came to mind. Um, An enterprising person would exploit party fears to gain power for themselves. And Washington absolutely didn't want that. He wanted to preserve the unity that he had helped form and found, and that was present in the early country. And he said, please don't allow party loyalties to get in the way of the good of the nation. And then his final trifecta after regionalism and parties was external entanglements. And basically, he said that combining the risk of factionalism, again, uh, political parties, and regionalism allowed the country to be vulnerable to outside interference, foreign influence, and corruption. And he was specifically thinking of the time of Great Britain or Spain in particular. But that is still very true today. If we are so divided against one another that we're willing to just vote or think or act in a way to get 
revenge on the other party, then that way of thinking leads us to be okay with whatever means are necessary to achieve that, including accepting foreign interference in our elections, as we have seen over the last few election cycles, where we know for a fact that foreign governments are using propaganda a lot of times through social media, sometimes even through television. I I know in particular of one television station that no longer exists that was actively working to undermine the legitimacy of one of our recent elections. And this is exactly what George Washington was warning us about, to not let our small thinking of it's just me or it's just my clan, my tribe, get in the way of what we have as a country. He absolutely was aware that we had differences and we should talk about and resolve those things, but he didn't want us to sacrifice our nation to win small petty victories because ultimately that's all it is. It's 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 winning the battle but losing the war. And since he was a general, no doubt that was how he would think about things is is you sacrifice the big to achieve the small and he was definitely in support of national unity as I am as I'm using this podcast to advocate for that I want you to join me in helping to preserve the nation that we have and the spirit of the nation the spirit that we are neighbors and we do achieve more and we do more and we are more when we are together one of the things that Washington said was you have in common cause fought and triumphed together the independence and liberty you possess are the work of joint councils and joint efforts of common dangers, common sufferings, and common successes. Your union ought to be considered as the main prop of your liberty, and the love of one ought to endear you to the preservation of the other. Once again, I appreciate you listening to this episode. I hope that it inspires you to advocate for unity. Doesn't mean that we're all going to agree. That's never been the case. It doesn't mean that we can compromise on everything. That has never been the case. What it means is that we value our country and our collective liberty and freedoms above our regionalism or our political parties or our ability to win at the expense of the other person. And today we've heard from George Washington, who said exactly those things over 200 years ago that he saw those dangers then, they are still dangers now, which is why we can't just assume or take for granted what we have today. We have to fight for it. And I appreciate you listening because what that says is that you're willing to fight for it too. And I hope that you'll continue on this journey with me. I hope that you will fight for it in a way that is relevant in your community. That is by voting. It's also by talking to your neighbors, your physical neighbors. It's also talking to perhaps family or friends that live in different parts of the country. I don't know what that looks like for you. If you want to talk about it, get together. We can do that through the Facebook page. We can do that through the Instagram page, or you can even join me on Patreon and do a small monthly contribution to show that you appreciate the work that we are all doing together. Thanks a lot. See you next time.